Welcome to Furniture Industry News, the dedicated audio resource straight from the desks of FurniturePodcast.com. To the designers, manufacturers, retailers, and all you professionals navigating the intricacies of the furniture industry, it's time to tune in. With each episode, we delve into the most pressing stories, unpack vital trends, and present the freshest market data that matter to you most. Our mission to ensure you are not only up to date with the who's who and what's what of the industry, but also provided with the insights to stay one leap ahead in this dynamic field. Whether in the office, on the go, or as the backdrop to your latest project ventures, let Furniture Industry News be the companion you rely on for intelligence, strategy, and that critical edge in your professional sphere. Now, let's dive into today's top stories. 2024 is poised to be a foundational year for the home industry. Emerging from the shadows of previous economic challenges, professionals across the housing and home renovation sector are aligning their compasses to navigate towards growth. The latest insights from the 2024 State of the Industry report by House Incorporated reveal a collective pulse of optimism, a surge in confidence underpinned by the dual engines of increasing demand and better material availability, firmly placing adversity in the rearview mirror. A significant number of firms, between 61% and 71% to be precise, anticipate their businesses will thrive this year, climbing upwards from the 50% to 56% who shared that sentiment in 2023. This positive outlook is echoed across the board, from interior designers to design-build firms and general contractors, each holding fast to the belief that the coming months will be prosperous. It's not just hopes that are high. The actual cash flow expectations have taken a bullish turn as well. Interior design is leading the charge, projecting vigorous revenue and profit fronts. But it's not just the design domain. Construction firms are also part of this hopeful narrative, sharing robust cash flow forecasts for the new year. The feel-good story extends beyond just demand to encompass the availability of raw materials, which many firms believe will see marked improvement. Even as companies brace for the reality of higher costs, the consensus is that the balance sheet will read in their favor, outweighing any financial pressures with increased business opportunities. What does this mean for the furniture industry? In a word, resurgence. The anticipation of a rebound spells good news for connected sectors, signaling that wheels are turning and the market is awakening. This could translate into renewed opportunities for furniture businesses ready to capitalize on the upward trend. It's a narrative of resilience, forecasting that the trials of 2023 have fortified the industry, leading to streamlined processes and more selective project engagements. As always, the winds of change are blowing, and it seems they're carrying with them a promise of prosperity and positive transformation for the home industry in 2024. In recent news, the National Association of Realtors reported a surge in home sales that has garnered the attention of the furniture industry. According to their findings, the Midwest, South, and West experienced an uplift in completed transactions, including single-family homes, townhomes, condominiums, and co-ops. This rise comes amidst a landscape where buyers continue to navigate the pressures of escalating prices and mortgage rates that challenge affordability. The Northeast, however, maintained a consistent pace, neither gaining nor losing ground in this latest analysis. When we look at the numbers year over year, sales have notably improved in the West, while the Northeast, Midwest, and South have seen a downturn. This uneven growth paints a complex picture of regional market dynamics. 
But what are the implications for median home prices? They evidently have not taken a back seat amid this activity. According to the data, the median existing home price has climbed to $379,100, marking a 5% increase from the previous year. This rise in home values echoes across all four major U.S. regions, reinforcing the trend of an appreciating housing market. What does this mean for the furniture industry? Manufacturers, retailers, and designers must remain agile, adjusting their strategies to align with the evolving housing market conditions. Whether it implies revisiting pricing strategies or reassessing inventory levels, in anticipation of fluctuations in home furnishing demands, industry stakeholders are keenly aware that housing market activities are a bellwether for their own sales and profitability. As we continue to witness an environment where supply tries to meet the ambitions of home buyers, the furniture industry braces for the ripple effect. Stakeholders stay vigilant, ready to respond to the opportunities and challenges that arise from this surge in home sales and prices. As the quest for homeownership continues, the eyes of prospective buyers are fixedly set on one crucial number, the mortgage rate. In recent times, the dream of owning a home hinges on mortgage rates dropping below the much-desired 6% mark. A survey by Realtor.com sheds light on this anticipating trend, revealing that about 40% of buyers looking to purchase in the next 12 months would be spurred into action if rates fell beneath 6%, while 18% see buying as within reach if rates dip below the 7% threshold. Currently, with the 30-year fixed rate hovering around 7.3%, this goal may seem just out of grasp. Still, optimism isn't waning. Realtor.com's 2024 housing forecast suggests rates aren't expected to fall below 6.5%, but even so, buyers are hopeful for a market that will open up to them. Notably, the millennial and Gen Z demographics are showcasing remarkable flexibility. A significant portion of millennials, around 47%, and about a third of Gen Z home seekers at 37%, are willing to commit even if rates exceed 8%. These figures align neatly with the 55% of millennials and 40% of Gen Z who currently believe it's a good time to buy, compared to only 32% of Gen X and a mere 17% of baby boomers who share that sentiment. It's a waiting game, with buyers keenly observing market trends, holding on to hope for lower rates that will unlock the gateway to homeownership. Amid a shifting retail landscape, Two furniture stores on opposite ends of the United States have announced closures, each for distinctly different reasons. In Pennsylvania's Port Richmond, mid-century furniture warehouse is set to shut its doors imminently, as owner Brian Lawler cites COVID's heavy influence on the traditional in-person auction model. Lawler, turning 60 and facing rising rent costs, reminisces about the pre-pandemic days when auctions would happen five or six times a week, a stark contrast to the lean opportunities of today. On the West Coast in Davis, California, we're saying goodbye to design house furniture galleries, but under more somber circumstances. After the passing of its founder, Noni Storm, the store which had been a vibrant part of the community since 1978, will no longer serve clients seeking Storm's unique flair that fused her architectural design background into curated home design experiences. These contrasting closures underscore the multifaceted challenges the furniture retail sector faces. The forces of the pandemic, financial hurdles such as rising rents, and life's personal turns are reshaping the industry's storefronts. In a recent turn of events, and more, owner of showroom properties in markets like High Point, Las Vegas, and Atlanta, 
has made the difficult decision to lay off some of its staff. The announcement follows what was a successful January Las Vegas market, which saw a spirited sourcing and promising buyer participation. Understandably, this decision has cast a ripple of concern across the industry, with professionals questioning the future quality and service level of these critical market events. However, Enmore CEO Bob Marisich has stepped forward with reassurance. Marisich emphasized that while the layoffs are indeed reflective of the broader economic environment faced by many, these changes will not compromise the market experience for buyers or the quality of the events themselves. We are not cutting back on our investment in anything relating to producing exceptional and compelling markets, Marisich stated firmly. In fact, he underscored the organization's unwavering commitment to the markets by detailing that those affected by the layoffs would be receiving comprehensive severance packages, a practice he noted as being exceptional within the industry during such economically challenging times. Although specifics around the number or roles of staff affected have not been disclosed due to legal counsel advice, the intention is clear. And more is taking measured steps to ensure long-term sustainability while maintaining the high standards and professional atmosphere that furniture industry professionals have come to expect from these pivotal market events. So while we face a changing landscape, the reassuring message from market leaders is that the foundational aspects of trade, networking, and industry advancement remain robustly intact. In an unexpected turn of events, Genesis Networks Telecom Services, a key player in the industry known as Genesis ATS, has filed for bankruptcy. The Texas-based factoring company once thrived as a financier for small to medium-sized businesses, ensuring short-term capital was within easy reach. With the nature of its services pivotal to the backbone of commerce, the impact of this announcement is set to ripple through the business community. The stark contrast between past and present is pronounced. Genesis Networks reports an estimated $50,000 in assets against a staggering $100 to $500 million in liabilities. Such figures sketch a bleak portrait of a company that, until recently, was seen as a bedrock of financial support. The list of creditors is telling, with names like FedEx and Aris Solutions surfacing, although, distressingly, the amounts remain undisclosed. This bankruptcy filing has opened a chasm of uncertainty, especially since Genesis ATS has declared that no funds will likely be available for unsecured creditors post the administrative fees. This downturn for Genesis represents more than a company's struggle. It underscores the relentless volatility of the economic landscape. A once prominent establishment in the financial fabric now faces the grim reality of legal entanglements, including allegations of a considerable defrauding scheme by FedEx. As the legal wrangling continues, the industry looks on, recognizing the fragility of even its most established entities. Inspirational stories of resilience and strategic pivots are always welcome, and Wayfair gives us just that, reflecting on their transformative journey through what they've dubbed the Year of the Reset. Wayfair's co-founders, Niraj Shah and Steve Conine, look back on the past 18 months, acknowledging the battleground that's been the post-COVID retail environment. They lay out a stark admission, the virus hit their core recipe hard, leading to an organization they described as inefficient, expensive, and bloated. With decisive moves, the online home furnishings giant reduced their workforce multiple times, building back stronger each step of the way. The new, leaner organization is making strides, with leadership more aligned and their operations gaining speed and efficiency. Wayfair's strategy to keep competitors at bay and customers coming back involves several so-called moats. 
These include brand refreshment, where they're nurturing a suite of brands they believe can garner loyal customer followings in the fragmented home furnishing sector. They also shine a light on logistics, focusing on delivering a more customer-centered experience, deluxing items en route, and even removing the old to bring in the new. Continuing with their four-pronged strategy, curation takes a central role. They mention the importance of showcasing best-selling and highly-reviewed items in their vast catalog, helping customers navigate the often overwhelming selection. And lastly, they touch on their nascent brick-and-mortar journey, which, while still in its early days, hints at a larger physical retail footprint. In an unwavering commitment towards their future, Shaw and Conin discuss three key takeaways. Aim for high returns with minimal invested capital, acknowledge that headcount doesn't equate to productivity, and recognize that minimal investment in high-return activities can yield significant gains. As they face down a home goods market that's both expansive and fickle, Wayfair stands firm in their intent to emerge more competitive from the reset, ready to navigate the intricacies of a dynamic industry landscape. Amidst the headwinds facing the home category, online retail giant Wayfair has reasons to celebrate. In its most recent financial disclosures, Wayfair reported a slight yet significant increase in revenue, climbing a small but noteworthy 0.4% year-over-year to reach $3.1 billion in the fourth quarter. This represents not just an uptick in revenue, but also points to the strategic maneuvers the company has been implementing to regain its footing in the tumultuous market. The company, which operates under various brand names including Wayfair itself, Joss & Main, All Modern, Birch Lane, and Paragold, saw an uptick in its active customer base, achieving a 1.4% growth to reach $22.4 million as of December 31st. Reflecting customer loyalty, repeat customers were on the rise in the fourth quarter, making up 79.4% of orders, an increase from the 77.4% reported in the same quarter of the previous year. This growth in dedicated customer base is particularly commendable, considering the decrease in net revenue per active customer, which saw a 3% drop year-over-year year for the fourth quarter. Despite the average order value per customer also seeing a dip, these figures underscore Wayfair's robust efforts toward long-term profitability. The company's CEO, Niraj Shah, articulated optimistically, indicating that the moves made throughout the year have underpinned their journey towards profitability. Wayfair's trajectory reflects a company reorientating itself to not only withstand the current economic climate, but to emerge stronger, equipped with a strategy finely tuned to the needs of its customer base. In the latest fiscal reports, Haverty's, the esteemed furniture retailer, has demonstrated notable prowess amid fluctuating market conditions. While the company experienced a dip in sales for both the fourth quarter and the full fiscal year, it wasn't all a downward trend. Haverty's reported an impressive rise in gross profit rates. This contrasting outcome speaks volumes about their operational efficiency and strategic foresight in navigating economic turbulence. For the concluding quarter of the year, Haverty's tallied $210.7 million in sales, a substantial decrease when measured against the $280.6 million from the same quarter in the previous year. Nonetheless, at this juncture, the company's gross profit as a percentage of sales was a robust 62.4%, a notable elevation from 57% in the fourth quarter of the preceding year. Moreover, net income for this quarter was recorded at $15 million, down from the net income of $23.7 million, 
that was documented in the corresponding quarter of yesteryear. It is evident that despite the impediments of high interest rates, low housing sales, and the inflationary undertow, Haverty's unassailable balance sheet has empowered them to pursue and invest in strategic retail expansion, impeccable service, and customer satisfaction, all under their ambitious, regret-free guarantee campaign. This resilient output serves as a testament to the company's robust strategy and unwavering commitment to excellence, even as they chart their course through the unpredictable currents of the retail market. Sleep Number Corporation, known for its innovative betting solutions, faced a turbulent year as it reported a net loss. The final quarter's figures reflected a 13.7% decline in net sales, a stark contrast to the previous year's performance, dropping to $429.5 million. The Minneapolis-based company attributed much of this downturn to the challenging consumer environment, emphasizing that cost reduction initiatives had been key to navigating these times. Despite the difficulties, Sleep Number indicated that measures taken late in the year to improve demand and cut costs contributed to better-than-expected progress in Q4. They implemented comprehensive restructuring strategies, focusing on streamlining their cost structure and reinforcing the balance sheet. This transformation of their operating model is rooted in enhancing financial resilience and positioning for growth as the market stabilizes. To put the year in perspective, Sleep Number reported a net loss of $15.3 million for the fiscal year, a notable shift from the net income of $36.6 million in the previous year. Net sales faced a significant reduction, with the company striving to balance demand and their cost structure for long-term sustainability. Sleep Number remains optimistic about its future, with the leadership expressing confidence that their long-term growth potential endures, undeterred by current market volatility. As industry demand dynamics evolve, the company continues to prioritize strategies that will enable it to adapt and recover, providing value to shareholders and customers alike. Toronto-based Leon's Furniture Limited, Canada's leading furniture group, has defied wider market concerns to post a remarkable fourth quarter, highlighting the strength and resilience of their operations. Despite the headwinds facing retailers everywhere, Leon's delivered a striking performance with system-wide sales reaching a record-breaking $836.5 million, marking a 4% year-over-year increase. Their net revenues weren't far behind, tallying $686.9 million, up 3.9% compared to the same quarter last year. This notable achievement is a testament to the effectiveness of Leon's strategic approach, showing that their trusted brands, promotional strategies, and high-margin warranty and insurance businesses are resonating strongly with consumers. Adjusted net income reflected this success, climbing to an impressive $48.9 million. This is a clear sign of progress, representing a 9.6% increase from Q4 of last year. The company's CEO, Mike Walsh, expressed confidence in their direction, highlighting robust retail results, supplemented by growth in their high-margin business segments. Leon's Furniture's results aren't just numbers on a page. They reflect the company's ability to maintain sales momentum, hold a solid inventory position with low-cost and in-stock availability, and sustain a rock-solid balance sheet that continues to support their growth plans, even in challenging economic times. Looking at these outcomes, there's every reason for optimism as Leon steers into 2024 on the back of this exceptional quarter. 
In a significant move marking the evolution of logistics partnerships, J.B. Hunt has secured a multi-year intermodal service agreement with the retail behemoth Walmart. By acquiring the assets of Walmart's container and chassis fleets, J.B. Hunt is not only expanding its already substantial logistics capabilities, but is also fortifying a long-term strategy focused on volume and capacity growth. This alliance is built on a bedrock of mutual trust, stretching back through a history laden with innovation and growth. It is more than a transaction. It's a testament to the shared vision of J.B. Hunt and Walmart, aiming to push the boundaries of logistics efficiency. Spencer Fraser from J.B. Hunt underlines this sentiment, noting that this bold move is a disciplined allocation of capital that upholds their mission of delivering value to stakeholders across the board. Meanwhile, Fernando Cortez from Walmart points out the primary beneficiary of such innovations will be the customer, as the partnership is set to minimize costs while enhancing the delivery framework. The deal is also poised to propel Walmart's commitment to cost-effective delivery to new heights. J.B. Hunt's Quantum Service, launched in collaboration with BNSF Railway, has already demonstrated strong growth by converting highway freight to intermodal. Now with this game-changing agreement, J.B. Hunt is set to leverage its extensive intermodal fleet, enhancing the logistics landscape for both parties and setting new industry benchmarks. That's all for today's episode of Furniture Industry News. Join us next time for more insights and updates tailored for furniture industry professionals. Thank you for listening.